Aim a Little Higher podcast, episode 7. You're a constant rough draft. You're continually approving. You're never the final copy. You're locked into Aim a Little Higher podcast, where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into result results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Pete Jones's National Entrepreneur of the Year, and motivational speaker, Kamal Hyman. Okay, what's up guys? This is your boy Kamal Hyman with the Aim A Little Higher podcast, and it is my absolute pleasure to introduce today's special guest, all the way from the United States of America, Mr. Brandon Lee White. Brandon is an author, inspirational speaker, and professional mover. Brandon Lee White has appeared in nearly all of the 50 United States, as well as on national TV, using ballroom dance as a way to build better leaders. Brandon has worked with people from the hit show Dancing with the Stars and is able to use dance as a way to improve leadership, teamwork, anti-bullying and relationship building. Growing up with a severe speech impediment that resulted in bullying and low self-esteem, Brandon now speaks as a living, inspiring others to use their voices to create their own opportunities in life. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Kamal, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, it's so cool to have you here. It's so cool to have you here. I mean, we met earlier this year uh, through the wonders of the internet. I just loved everything you're doing, man. I just really inspired, especially you, you know, being younger than myself. And just, I get energy just from seeing the stuff that you're doing. And it's just really cool to see um, a different culture, too, over there in the UK and stuff. I think it's really, a, it's really just an honor to be on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I have spent the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes watching some of your videos. And I haven't stopped laughing with some of your, your pickup lines. They're pretty good. The video where you go into the audience and and the the girl dances with you, and then you walk over to one of the boys, (laughs) and you're like, "What's up? You enjoying prom? (laughs) You want to dance?" You always got to be careful who you choose in the audience. It's all about picking the right person. How do you pick? Do you get kind of a vibe as they walk in? Yeah, you know, you just got to feel them out. You got to eye them up and see uh, if if somebody is going to be, you know, playful and willing to kind of play along and and be a good sport. This is it. This is it. And I'm definitely on the show notes page going to get a link to the video of you doing the nene. (laughs) (laughs) I do what I do what I can. It was absolutely awesome. So firstly, how are you and how's the family? Family's doing great. Uh, my son Lawson now is uh, going on 16 months, and wow. parenthood's a blessing. It's also a test. It's a challenge, and I, I think it definitely grows you. It makes you more of a selfless person because you you have to put somebody's needs before your own. Yeah, 100. percent And my wife's my wife's doing great, and uh, I got a little break from traveling, so I just get to enjoy the family and be home right now. Beautiful. And how do you normally manage that whole work life balancing? It just seems to work out pretty well for me. I'm not gone 24-7 every day. I might be gone a couple days out of the week on average. Now, there's some weeks that I'm gone the whole week. Uh, There's some months where it's just jam-packed. But then there's other times where I'll get days off. I might give it a full week off. So for me, I like it. I like the flexibility, uh, being able to mix it up. And you never really know what's going to happen you know, next year. I just like that spontaneity of the business. Yes, indeed. That freedom. Yeah. Awesome. 
So the aim little higher movement is it's all about setting solid foundations. And we have a saying, don't chase your dreams, build them. Yeah. So we want to find out a bit about your foundation. What were you like as a, as a young child? Oh, man. When I was a young child, uh, well, I've come a long way, I'll say that. Uh, I had a very bad speech impediment growing up. Part of my story is a speech impediment is someone who can't pronounce certain letters. Like instead of rabbit with the R letter, people might say wabbit. might sound like a W. Mm-hmm. So I had a, oh, just a whole bunch of letters that were off. Literally, my parents couldn't understand what I said. My older brother had to be my translator. And because of that, you know, kids would make fun of me. I had low self-esteem. I ended up gaining a lot of weight. And I was uh, kind of a chubby kid in elementary school. And it took, you know, a lot of um, speech therapy. It took some several key people in my life to help um, kind of change my how I thought of myself. So I really come a long way. Um, from being somebody you know who who didn't have really any self esteem, really no ambition, didn't think they could really do much, to somebody who is trying to build their uh, goals. Got you. And what age would you say that kind of changed? So it started from birth till about first or second grade. Uh, so I was about six, seven years old till I could until I could really speak okay. clearly, and which is a long time because you know I mean kids they start speaking when they're one, two years old. So yeah. I was six, seven years old and still struggling with speaking. And, um, but I remember then going into second, third grade, I went back to the, to the, the public school because uh, I was in a, a special um, a speech school. And so I went back to the same students that you know, made fun of me and stuff. And it was difficult because the natural reaction is, is you want to get even. You want to get back. You, you want to get mad at them. Yeah. Uh, but I just realized then I just started to turn into them, and I knew that's not what I wanted. Okay, so you kind of have to shift from that, get them back to rather go and do something for yourself and let that success almost Ab- be your revenge. Absolutely, because you know, it's like what I tell my audience members. We all have pain, no matter who you are, no matter what age group, what level of success. It doesn't matter. Everybody has pain. It just depends on how you turn that pain into purpose, and I think it's the people in our lives that help us turn that pain into purpose. And the stories I tell throughout my speeches articulate the different people who were leaders in my life that helped me, kind of like I talk about superheroes. You know, all the, the difference between superhero and a supervillain is the people that were in their lives. Wow. You take Superman, you know, he was an orphan. And if he didn't have, you know, his earthly parents to be those leaders, he might turn into a supervillain. So it's all about the role models we have. That is so true. You know, I've never looked at superheroes in that way. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's been worth the podcast just for that change of view because it's so true. Like even Spider-Man, it's like with great power comes great responsibility. That's not his saying. That's That was his uncle who told uncle him. Uncle Ben. 100%. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. And while we're kind of on the subject of education, um, people are often confused about, you know, which route is right for them. What education route did you personally take? Well, you know, I was raised in a house where education was important, and I'm thankful for that and blessed for that. And um, I, I took my grades seriously, and um, I went on to be um, National Honor Society in high school, and then I went on to college, and I got an undergraduate in business and psychology, and then went on and got a master's in business. So I've always put education top priority, but not just 
formal education, but also, you know, learning from others, uh, getting on YouTube, getting on internet and just learning from other people, no matter, you know, who they are, where they came from. Awesome. So you're, you're kind of a lifelong learner. You learn from every situation, not just the traditional. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is awesome. So what was your first job? First job was cutting grass. I was had my lawnmower in the subdivisions. <laughs> I was tearing it up. I was going door to door, passing out flyers. Nice. You know, working the business, working the talk. And uh, I, I got several lined up. And then I got a few of my friends. This is how much I hustled. I got a few of my friends to say to get to cut grass with me. And I gave them, you know, part of the cut. So I had like a little lawn cutting dynasty going on in high school so hey that's what i'm talking about and how old were you at that time so i first started cutting grass you know when i was just a, a little kid for my for my parents and then in high school i guess 15 years old i started cutting uh, all the way through 18 years old and then once i went on to college then i started learning ballroom dance and teaching ballroom dance a bit of a transition but you know nice but but natural entrepreneurship right there that's right that's right that is awesome do you have any significant or surprising achievements that people wouldn't expect from you? <laughs> um, well, when I was like 10 years old, I won the uh, NFL Punt Passing Kick Award. Uh, it's, it's something that they go to. It's the National Football League, right, in America. Yeah. And they have little touring things where they go to different towns. And uh, all the kids get to go and they get to pass a football, throw it, they get to kick it. And uh, they get to punt it, which is a little bit different. So I wasn't actually a very big kid, even though I was a little chubby back then. I wasn't really tall. I wasn't super muscular. But somehow that day, all the stuff aligned, and I won this award. And I think that was really helpful, too, with my confidence, too. Because I think a lot of times, if we don't see ourselves as somebody who can, who can do it, then we won't do it. And that's what I tell students also is a lot of what we do is what we can see ourselves as doing. So I think that little achievement, uh, I think, helped me to start to see myself a little bit differently. Awesome. And yeah, your NFL players are massive. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I love football. I played through high school, but you know, I didn't get beyond 5'11", 165 pounds. So that's where my career ended. <laughs> got you, got you. Because those guys are like over six foot and... Yeah, I, I would get killed. <laughs> like, literally, it'd be the first, like, it'd be like, it'd be tragedy. I mean, you lasted longer than me. You know, over here we have rugby, which is sort of our equivalent. And I went into my first game, you know, year seven, and I got past the ball. I was running and I saw four guys running at me and I was like, this is not for me. I dropped that ball so quickly. And Rugby's tough, man. Yeah, I never. I've never played it, but I, 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 uh, I admire it. Much respect for it. Ah, appreciate that. I, I didn't make the cut, but I do salute those who do. So, what was the exact moment, like the the moment, the time where you discovered what you were passionate about? Well, I was in. I try to sum this up real quickly. So when I was in elementary school, I had low self-esteem. And then in middle school, I loved basketball. I wanted to be in the, in the NBA as well as the NFL. But I wanted to be in the <laughs> NBA. And um, my coach said, Brandon, you're pretty good at shooting the ball, dribbling the ball, but you got to be in better shape. You know, I was too heavy. So he said, you need to go out for cross country, which is a running sport here in the States. Mm -hmm. And I said, coach, I, don't, I, don't, I hate running. I don't want to run. 
I'm not good at running. He said, exactly. He said, you have to do what you don't want to do so you can do what you want to do. Oh, I like that. So I went out for cross country, like seventh grade. I hated it. Near last. Everybody beat me. I just didn't want to be in last place. You know, that was my only goal. But I did it because I, I, that's how much I wanted to be a good basketball player. So the next year, I was, I was in better shape, and I stayed with it. And a friend of mine, uh, he ran with me every day throughout the summer. And he pushed me. And by the end of that summer, I lost all my weight. I was the fastest kid on the team. I ended up winning every race. I went from near last out of 100 people, like literally 90 to 95th place, to first place every race in just one year. And I tell this whole story, and at the very end I say, why, how, how did that happen? And people say, well, you didn't quit, you didn't give up. Well, yeah, that's true, but how? And they don't get it. And I say, although I, I won those races, I'm not the main character of the story. The main character is my friend, my friend Brian, the guy who pushed me. He was the leader. He wasn't above. He wasn't the coach. He wasn't the fastest runner. He was somebody willing to come beside and push somebody else above. And that was really the tipping point in my life to where it changed my confidence. And because of that, I went out for something called, I don't know if you have it over there. It's a student council. Yep. Yeah. So I went out for student council in my school. And I ended up getting eventually president of the council. Wow. And I went to a camp. And at this camp, they had all the other student council members from around the area. And I loved it. It was like high energy. People were positive. They were fun. And I was like, man, I, this is what I, type of person I want to be. And I want everybody in the school to be like this. And, and while I was there, I saw the speaker on stage. And it just blew my mind. I was so inspired. And I said, that's something I want to do with my life. I want to make a difference. I want, to, I want to use my voice to help others use their voice. And that was a big moment in deciding that I wanted to be an inspirational speaker. Wow. That's amazing. I love the thing of, of him running beside you rather than coming in and being like, look, I'm better than you. I'm going to show you what to do. It was a case of, no, let's do this together. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Some of the greatest achievements that I've learned, and sometimes it takes time to realize this, it takes some uh, character building, some humility, but the, really the greatest achievements you can have and, and what will make you feel the best is the achievements you help others achieve. Mm-hmm. And that will, that's really some of, that's some of the best work you can do on earth. That's beautiful. So you saw that speak and you thought, I'm going to be on the stage like that, inspiring other people. Yeah, because when I saw him, I didn't. It wasn't that he was famous or that everybody was listening to him. I liked him and I was inspired by him because his focus was on everybody else. Like he wasn't there for himself; he was there for everybody else, and everybody loved him for that fact. And they loved him because of his heart, and that's what really attracted me to him. Wow! So you're stood there. You've made that decision. That's what I want to do. What steps did you take to make that vision a reality? Well, I knew that I wanted to learn from people who already did it, who are already doing it. So I went online and looked for motivational speakers that I related to. And I found a few that I reached out to. I had the guts. Because at first I'm like, these people don't know me. They're all famous and stuff. I'm going to be taking up their time. So I was like, no, I'm just going to send an email. So I, I did it. I wasn't sure if they're going to respond or not, but sure enough, they responded. 
saying, yeah, I'd be more than willing to help guide you in the right direction. Wow. And I eventually then signed up for a course, a speaking course, if you will, kind of teach you how to get into the business, how to start your platform, develop all that stuff that goes into inspirational speaking. And I had enough passion to actually d- dedicate myself and be disciplined to do it. Because it's one thing to know what to do. It's another thing to do it. And anything that's worth doing, it's going to take some things that you don't want to do. Like I didn't want to spend all this time on the little details. I just wanted to go speak. But in order to go speak, I had to do all, those, all that foundational work. So finding other speakers, investing time and money. I had to put my money where my mouth was and invest myself into my dream. Awesome. Awesome. Find someone who's doing what you want to do, learn from them, and don't be scared to invest your own money into your learning. And don't be them. That's the other thing is you might see a speaker you like and you're like, and you, you start to try to be like them. You start to try to tell your jokes the way they tell their jokes. But the problem with that is that's not you. And then you just come off as kind of like a watered down version of that other person. So that is the other big step is trying to find your own identity. And if you're not a super funny person, you have to start to kind of loosen up and develop maybe not a, a, a complete comedy act. But come up with some type of humor that you're comfortable with. Or if you're not a super serious person, pushing yourself to find that serious truth or serious moment. So it's really challenging and, and stretching of your own personality. Powerful, powerful. And I hope all our listeners can take that away, that find yourself a mentor, learn from them. Don't be scared to invest, but also don't become a carbon copy of them. Treat them like a buffet. Take the bits you like. Leave the bits that don't suit you and still be yourself. So that when you come off of that stage or off of whatever platform you want and you, you're, you talk to someone, they still think you're the same person they just saw. Absolutely. And also think of each year as a new rough draft. So, for example, my first year speaking, I wasn't that good. I wasn't that great. But if you look at, at it as it as you're, you're a constant rough draft. You're continually approving. You're never the final copy. So 2015, this is the best rough draft I've ever had. <laughs> I and love next that. Year will be better. I love that. The best rough draft I've ever had. Awesome. We are going to move on to the rapid round where I'm going to fire a bunch of random questions at you and you just answer as honestly as you can. Bring it. Okay. So first one, what time do you wake up in the morning? 6.30. 6.30. And what's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day? Well, I kiss my son, uh, kiss my wife, uh, say my prayers. Um, and I just, I just kind of look at, the, I look at the, the day ahead. I really look at the day ahead a week before. So I really, everything's already planned out. So you don't really want to wake up and be like, hey, what am I going to do today? The week before, you want to know what are those main things you're, you're wanting to do. And then that way you don't have to like, you know, fumble around, look at emails, look at Facebook or whatever and for an hour and then figure out what you're doing. So I already know what I'm doing. But I think also having like a little routine, if you need to work out or if you need to get that cup of coffee or just do what you need to do to get your energy level right. So then you attack what you need to do. Nice. If you could be any animal, which animal would you be and why? Oh, man, that's a tough <laughs> 
These questions are so tough. Uh, I'd say if I was going to be an animal, I think I'd be uh, like a, an ox or something. Something that's strong, but also that can carry some weight, help people out. You know, something like that. Nice. Easier question. What's your favorite dessert? Ice cream. Love ice cream, man. Ice cream. Which flavor? Oof. I used to love that Neapolitan where you had like part chocolate, you had part strawberry and part vanilla, and it was all in one container. Yes, indeed. I know exactly what you're talking about. Which, which led to why I was overweight. And I, was, <laughs> dude, I knew my ice cream. I knew it. <laughs> awesome. Can you name one thing that you could not go without? Uh, Bible, because faith is really important to me. That's one thing I can't go without. Another thing is my family. Beautiful. You're at a karaoke bar. You're next on stage. What's your go-to song? <laughs> um, I'd probably pick some old school country song. Even though I, I love all different types of music, there's definitely a country boy in me. I used to live on a farm growing up. So I'd probably pick some like uh, Boot Scoot and Boogie or something. Okay, nice. Tell us something most people don't know about you. Um, well, something... Something they don't know about me. Something from that um, top secret vault that we our listeners probably we, wouldn't know about you already. We all have secret vaults. There's so many secret vaults. But I, I, I try to be an open book. So I'm really, there's not too much that I don't let out there. But uh, I'd say one thing is I really hate cold water. Like I, I'm very sensitive, like getting into a pool, you know? Yeah. It's got to be pretty much bath water. Or- <laughs> Or if it's like raining and it's like dribbling on me, like I'm, I'm so sensitive with cold water. Oh, wow. That, I did not know that about you. <laughs> awesome. What would you say is your most effective daily habit? Well, you know, I try to stay uh, connected to various, you know, like podcasts or pages or blogs. So every day I, I tap into those and that, that helps feed me. Awesome. awesome. Oh, so feed your mind, really. Absolutely. Beautiful. And then finally, what's your biggest distraction? I think media is the biggest distraction. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse. TV, Facebook, social media, emails. Uh, it, it definitely has the force, but there's also the dark side. 100%. So our time travel question. A time machine is created. It can only take you backwards and can't bring you back, but you will keep all the knowledge you have now. So you're taken back to your 18th birthday. Oh. Knowing what you know now, what are the first three things you would do? I'd probably smack myself upside the head a little bit. Because, <laughs> you know, I was doing stuff I shouldn't be doing back then. I know that for sure. Got you. <laughs> uh, see, that was before I met my wife. My, my wife is the one who cleaned me all up. So um, I think I would say stop taking yourself so seriously like in the way of what people think of you and your image and this image of success and popularity which a lot of kids struggle with i would say stop focusing on yourself so much and start focusing on others more and that's something that i've gotten better at and um i think it can be a robber of happiness and success is when you focus on others opinions and you focus on vanity and it can it can just ruin your life beautiful beautiful why do you do what you do i do what i do because it's me it's a combination of my passions and my capabilities my skills i was 
I think we're all born with certain skills and we develop them, you know, as we grow. But I had a knack, not a knack, but I developed a talent of, of speaking and relating and getting on a stage and having the courage to say what needs to be said and, 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 and reach out to somebody. And I had the passion for those things also. So I always follow my heart and I just follow I don't do something just because somebody says, oh, that would be a good career path. Or mm-hmm. maybe your uncle or parents said, you better follow this because it's a, a safe career. I've always done something that I felt was right in my soul. Nice. I love that. Don't, take, don't be pointed in a direction. Live a life by your design and your own decision. And you know it's working by your level of fulfillment and energy and happiness that you're getting back from it. Awesome. Awesome. And for audience members who are listening to you and thinking, do you know what? I'd love to be, you know, on the same kind of stage as Brandon Lee White. I'd love to be inspiring other people. What are three little habits or three actions that they should start now? I would uh, take time, take a long time. Uh, Intentionally, though, it might be sitting down for a full hour or being conscious throughout the entire day or entire week and think about what do I want? What do I want? Do I want in terms of making a difference? Uh What do I want to do that I feel energized and makes a difference? What is going to make me happy with what I do? And the more clear you can get on that, and line that up with what I'm good at. So what do I like? What am I good at? What can I make money off of? Mm-hmm. And where all those intersect is your perfect career. And then taking the time to plan out with a map of what is my mission statement? What is my motto? But for me, it's building better leaders through ballroom dance because I'm passionate about leadership and not positional leadership, but skills leadership. You don't have to be in a job title to be a leader. It's having the skills, communicating, empathy, all that stuff to be a good leader. And then having the ballroom dance, which is I'm also past, passionate about. It's a skill of mine. So building better leaders through ballroom dance. And you have to think, what is your one sentence that you get fired up every time you say it? And it might take years to develop it, but the more st- time you spend on you spend on that, the less frustration you will have chasing things and and fumbling in the dark beautiful absolutely beautiful finally before we let you go you are stood on a stage in front of ten thousand young people but you're only allowed to give one final piece of advice before you get whisked off the stage by security what's that one line you'd give that one piece of advice (laughs) um i mean i try to say everything i i want to say in my speech but i think it's something people need to remember is um don't don't think that the person on the stage knows everything. Don't think that I am perfect or that I have it all together. Don't put me way beyond or separate from yourself. Um, and we should do that with everybody. Like we come in. and also don't put somebody way beneath you. Don't think somebody's you know way you know far away from where you are. I think I would just remember that. Hey, 
the point of all this is we want to live happy and fulfilling and successful lives. So it's not about having little witty sayings that you can drop in a quote book. <laughs> having a story that will just make you cry or laugh. It's all about living better lives. and we, we, That's what we want. We want good lives. So I think it's about relating to people no matter what level they are, above you, beneath you, and stop thinking about above and beneath. And just think about, hey, we're, we're all people, and how can we help each other get where we want to go? Awesome. Brandon, thank you for your time. It has been an absolute honor to have you on the show. And before we let you go, how can our listeners get in contact with you if they want to see more, if they want to see some of your videos? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, thank you, Kamal. I love your voice. You're, you're my uh, favorite person to do a podcast with. <laughs> you just got that beautiful accent, man. I love it. Um, people want to get a hold of me, uh, you can go to my website, brandonleewhite.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-L-E-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. Social media at Youth Mover. That's one word, Youth Mover. Uh, you can also get a copy of my book, Don't Be a Lame Sauce, Student Leadership. Uh, and just send me a message, email brandon at brandonleewhite.com. Awesome. And guys, that's, a, that's an email address. That's powerful. Because if you remember his story, he reached out to a speaker to get mentorship. So that right there, that's powerful. So thank you so much for that, Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens. And you spent time with the true eagle, Mr. Brandon Lee White and myself, Kamal Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher and we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. You could have been anywhere in the world doing absolutely anything listening to any show, but you chose to listen to the Aim A Little Higher podcast, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't already, get over to www.aimalittlehigher.com, fill in your details into the form, and receive your free video on how to find your passion. To be in for the chance of winning a free Aim a Little Higher shirt, get over to aimlittlehigher.com, fill out the form, and then submit your question for the Saturday Q&A. The winning questions will be answered in their very own podcast on Saturday, and you will also receive a free shirt sent directly to you.